This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. When you do a radio show, you're always competing with other things for people's attention. I feel like this week, it's a weekend afternoon, going to the cinema is quite a weekend afternoon activity. Biggest film moment is obviously Endgame. So what I would like to do now, if you'll give me 30 seconds of your time to convince you that you should listen to this show instead of going to the cinema to watch Endgame. Okay? Think about it. If you go to Endgame... That costs money. You have to pay for your ticket at the cinema. You have to pay to get there. You might want to buy snacks. That costs money. This show, totally free. Endgame has a complicated backstory. It's inaccessible to beginners. Whereas this show, everyone's welcome. You don't need any prior knowledge. Also with Endgame, there is a very high chance that it could get spoiled. Anywhere you look, there could be Endgame spoilers. Twitter, Facebook, the TV, the news, anywhere. My show... There are no spoilers for this show because nobody knows what's going to happen except me. Endgame is three hours. It's too long. This show is only two. The perfect length. And finally, if none of that has convinced you, Endgame, it'll be an emotional roller coaster. It might leave you in tears. Do you want to be in tears? No. Just listen to my show instead. It's all light. No shade. You'll leave feeling good. I hope I have convinced you to listen to the next two hours of radio. Thank you very much for your time. It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. If you're hearing this, it means you're still here, so cheers for sticking about. It's Alec here on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. Playing Black, Pink, Kill This Love, followed by Medusa. Good boys, peace of your heart, which is brilliant, by the way. So how you doing? Saturday afternoon. I'm live on the radio till 5. I get to go now at talking and playing the songs. I'm very excited. Hope you had a lovely week. Coming up before five o'clock. Uh, what do we have? Oh yeah. Um, I need to say goodbye to an old friend. I said the show wouldn't be an emotional roller coaster, but maybe this week it might be a little one, a little bit, a small roller coaster. I need your help in in saying goodbye to not someone, something, something that served me well for for many many years. 
Also, some brazen product placement is coming up. Not by me. I'm not going to be advertising things, but I'm going to be telling you about someone that did shamelessly. The Instagram account of a former Doctor Who. I need to tell you about this, but which former Doctor Who will it be? Hmm. Find out before five o'clock. Also, unexpected fixes. Um, I think James Gilmore might have to say something about that as well. Plus, I'm going to become an estate agent. I need to help out a former member of One Direction. They need my help, me specifically. I've taken it upon myself to give them a hand, so I'll do that after four. Plus, six-second guide, connect four, all the usual stuff for you. And in this hour, I've got music from Eddie Golding, Billie Eilish, Fletcher, and within, I'm going to say, 15 minutes, I am going to play you the best song in the world. I'm not exaggerating. I'm very excited to play this for you because it is genuinely, I think, the greatest song possibly of all time. Definitely the greatest song of the moment. That is coming up in the next 15 minutes. You don't want to miss that. So that's all that. That is this show. Do you want some education? I think you do. Let's do This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. So, This Week I Learned. Lesson one. The optimal time and place to buy an Easter egg is precisely seven days after Easter, and the location is a mini supermarket. I found this out firsthand. Oh, and possibly the time of day is like mm, half ten at night. Yeah, found this out. I went um, out with a couple of friends last weekend. We were about to get the train back when outside the tube station we saw this guy with his friends, they were all carrying stacks and stacks of Easter eggs. And they're like, oh, look at this, got this for 85p. And me and my friends, we're tight, obviously, we're students. We're like, oh, yes, we need to get on this hype. So we're like, where'd you get them from, mate? And he was like, oh, Tesco. So we walked down the road to Tesco. It's like a little Tesco Express, you know, the mini kind. And it wasn't lying. There were 85p Easter eggs. There were a pound Easter eggs, but they were like decent sized ones for a pound. And there was the Holy Grail. 37p 37p easter eggs i think my life might have peaked that that afternoon um i got so i got like a little oreo dairy milk kind of easter egg and a rollo easter egg and a cream egg easter egg that contained a cream egg mug oh yes and for that that lovely selection of eggs i paid one pound 74 for three incredible so, for next year, they're probably all gone now because it's too long. The optimal time, it's not the day after Easter, it's not two days after Easter. Wait seven days, but go to a mini supermarket because they will probably have more than a supermarket because people wouldn't necessarily go there to buy an Easter egg. And if, if it's half ten at night, that helps as well. Um, sorry to interrupt, I've just noticed there is a nun. A nun is walking up to my front door. What, what on earth is going on? Is she going to ring the bell or what? What's going on? Oh no, she's just walking off, sort of waddling, a bit penguin-like. Okay, that was weird. Sorry to disturb you. I know, I know you like to hear about my nuns, and I find it quite interesting and entertaining that nuns live next door to me. Wow. Okay. Well, in the next one, I'm going to go and see what the nun put through my letterbox. But anyway, sorry. Back to this week. We this week I learned lesson number two. This week I learned it's another confectionery-based one. White Twixes are very good. Very, very good. A new type of Twix. You know your Twix, you've got your your biscuit, you've got your caramel, you've got some chocolate. Imagine that, but with white chocolate. White chocolate Twixes exist. I've tried them. I've actually had, I think, three in the last seven days, which isn't great, but they're very tasty. Would recommend. And finally, this week I learned that the perfect gene size it doesn't exist. You can't find it. Um, I've got gene-related issues at the moment. Some are too big and they fall down all the time when I walk. Some are horribly torn. I told you about my, my whole gene dilemma. So I went with my mum to try some on at like an actual shop, not buying them online, a real clothes shop in the changing room. And I found that some are too small, some are too big. I am the wrong size for jeans. I, sh I just shouldn't wear them because there are no jeans that I can actually wear. So that's, that's a rather sad conclusion to come to. That is what I've learned this week. Buy your Easter eggs seven days after Easter at 10.30 p.m. in a mini supermarket. White Twix are good. Perfect gene size does not exist. Coming up next, I want to tell you about something that happened at 
my self-defense class this week where I got uncomfortably close to another person. That is coming after French Montana, Blueface, and Lil TJ. French Montana and Slide at Wizard Radio, it's Alec Feldman. I was telling you, I got interrupted in the middle of this week I learned. I was looking out the window and I saw a nun just walking up um, my front driveway. We we live next door to nuns and she was she was walking up our front drive. I thought she was going to knock on the door, but she just put something through the letterbox and, and waddled off. And um, what she's put through the letterbox is two letters. One addressed to Seb. No surname, just someone called Seb. And one for someone called Harry. Now, not only does Seb and Harry not live here, the addresses on the envelopes aren't even this house. They're for the house next door and for like a big block of flats two two doors down. So basically what she's done is seen, okay, I've been delivered post that isn't for us, not for the nunnery. So I'll, I'll get rid of it. But instead of dropping it off where it's actually been addressed to, she's just dropped it off at the first house she could find and gone, okay, that's your problem now. So um, I'll be playing Postman later. For, for Seb and Harry, if you're listening, I've got your post. If you're listening and you live in Leeds, near some nuns, that is. That was a weird little diversion. Anyway, um, the best song in the world is coming up next. Before that, quick story. I I go to self-defense classes because I want to be more badass than I actually am. And I feel like if I do know some kind of like beating people up skill, that will contribute to my badassness increasing. That's the idea, at least. And I've been going to these for a while now, since about September. And I know someone else who also does these classes. And they keep asking me, oh, have you done floor work yet? Oh, have you done floor work yet? It's really awkward. And I'm like, no, what's floor work? And they're like, well, you just you get on the floor and you practice like rolling around with people. And I'm like, okay, no, we haven't done that. This week, finally got to do the floor work. I was very excited about this. Turns out it's, it's actually a bit awkward. As, as I was warned, because you basically, you have to sit on someone. That's the idea. You have to sit on someone and they have to defend themselves from you. It would be, it would be weird enough as it is, because a lot of the people at this class I go to are quite a lot older than me, like middle-aged. A lot of them are bald. This week, there were six people in the class. There were three men, three women. If you're good at maths, you will work out that that will mean one man will have to pair up with one woman. I was that man. So I I basically had, had to sit on someone. Like, put your full body weight on them whilst they're lying down on the floor. You have to sit right on their, like, stomach. And they have to, like, try and get you off. It was, it was a weird situation. It's not really a situation I've ever been in before, believe it or not. Just rolling around on the floor with a total stranger who's a lot older than me and a woman. Um, very, very awkward. There's also another another move you sort of had to do where they lie down and open up their legs and you have to like get in between their legs and then they close their legs around you and like lift you up and sort of make you fall over. Again, I, I'm sitting there thinking, how how on earth have I got into this situation? This is very strange. I mean, they seemed fine, but they were just like, I mean, you know what? Fair enough. We're here to we're here to learn self-defense. Let's get stuck in. Don't worry about awkwardness. And I was like, okay, I, I admire that philosophy, but it was a bit weird, very weird. Never, never in my life have I have I concentrated so hard on on not, you know, you know, not now, not now of all times, not now. But on the bright side, I now am slightly more badass. I know some cool kick-ass self-defense moves, even if it did involve rolling around with a total stranger on the floor for an hour. You win some, you lose some, I suppose. Now, stop what you're doing, because this is important. The next song I'm about to play you is the greatest song in the world right now. It deserves your full attention. So sit up straight, listen up to Taylor Swift and Brendan Urie. This is me. Right, it seems I may have may have had a slight error of judgment i did describe that song before i played it as the greatest song in the world right now which i stand by i think it's brilliant however it has been brought to my attention that a lot of people think it's it's kind of it's kind of rubbish so um my my words to you would be this you may think that now but give it time give it days weeks months even years and i think we will look back on me by taylor swift and brendan urie as one of the greatest songs of all time I'm I'm not backing down. 
I'm just qualifying my earlier remarks. It could be the best song of all time, maybe, in the future. We'll see, we'll see. It's Wizard Radio. I am Alec Feldman, Taylor Swift lover. And I've got Billie Eilish and Fletcher coming up. And I want to talk to you now about something that I put on Twitter in the week and got kind of roasted by, by producer James Gilmore because he was very unimpressed with this. But I think I think this is excellent content. And so I'm taking it from Twitter, putting it onto the radio because it's actually, in my opinion, some very useful consumer advice. I've got a phone. Most people have phones that you can listen to music on. The trouble is the headphone socket on my phone. Yes, it still has one. It's a great phone. Um, was sort of broken because I couldn't put my headphones in. They sort of started about a year ago where they wouldn't fit and they'd go like halfway in but then not go right to the bottom and click in in that really satisfying way which is very annoying because it meant sometimes you'd think they were in and you'd play something in like a quiet place and they wouldn't be in and then it would just blare out loud and it'd be really embarrassing or you'd be walking and the plug would just fall out and whatever you're listening to would stop. Again, annoying. And this was really bothering me. I googled this so many, not really found any solutions. They were like, oh, get it replaced or check the software. And I'm like, no, it's clearly not a software thing. And then I came across one on one website. It said, get a wooden toothpick and clean out the headphone socket for dust and lint and all kinds of stuff that can build up and get compacted and actually stop you from putting things in the socket. And I was like, I mean, this won't work, will it? It probably won't. What are the chances it will? I gave it a go. Loads of dust came out. And and then the, the crucial moment, the moment of truth, I put my headphones in and they went all the way in and they clicked in again and it was good as new. And I was, I was so happy, so happy. Honestly, one of the best things that's happened to me all week because I was genuinely contemplating getting a new phone. I was like, a phone that you can't listen to music on is kind of, it's a bit of an important thing to, for it to be unable to do. Maybe I should think about replacing this earlier than I planned to. And so this is great because it was going to be like, what, 250 quid for a new phone. And I don't want to spend that kind of money on a new phone right now. So I was so happy. I cannot put into words how overjoyed I was. And I put this on Twitter. And at this point, I'd like to bring in James Gilmore because he he was very unimpressed. Hi, James. I think for me, Alec, it yeah. was more just about how big you are blowing this revelation up to. And you've just done it again. It, it's it's not some massive revelation. As in, is this something you have done in the past as a matter of... I'm not talking course. so much about specifically the task of what you did but mate well done you cleaned out your headphone jack with a toothpick muzzle tov what do you want me to do i want you to i want you to be happy for me i can use my phone again to listen to music it's a big day is i just it want a big you to day? be happy for me i think it is what did you tweet you said for over a year headphones haven't fit in my phone properly thought it was broken just clean the jack with a toothpick and it works again and I said, Alec, what is this content? Because what is this content? Me sharing the ups and downs of my life with the world. What a boring post. Characters. That post was just like, well done. That was like me saying, found a bit of dirt on the carpet, grabbed the hoover, all sorted. Like, no one wants me to share that. But what couldn't you do with your carpet before you found the dirt? Nothing. Every time I walked in my room, my foot got muddy. I didn't, I couldn't work out why. And then I found out that if I used the Hoover, it stopped that problem. I mean, if that was genuine the case, I mean, number one, it seems quite obvious. I don't know how you didn't work that out. But number two, that would be a joyous moment in your let's, life. Let's do another one. Um, kept getting out of the shower, falling over because the floor was wet. Put a towel in front of the shower. Solved. No, I'm sorry. It's... You're right, these are little tips and tricks which help you with life, but does the whole world need to know? No. I mean, I think they do. I am going to provide people right here, right now, with a platform for people to share these incredibly mundane, but actually very effective, unexpected life fixes. That is what's happening right now. So 07807 183 538, especially if maybe you were thinking about throwing something away. That was how desperate the situation got. 
and then you found a little thing that just fixed it and made everything better. Maybe it was obvious, maybe it wasn't. I want to know about it. 07807-183-538. Or you can send me a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash wizardradio, station at wizardradio.co.uk is my email address as well. Just unexpected fixes that you want to share with the world and prove James Gilmore that this is interesting and exciting and a very happy occasion. Um, and we'll get some of them on very soon. Fletcher coming up first, Billy Eilish. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Swizzard Radio, I hope you're having a nice afternoon. That's Fletcher and Undrunk, Billy Eilish bad guy before it. And I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for having us on. Before four o'clock, Ellie Golding and Storms you play. I was talking about my little unexpected fix of my phone last week when I used a toothpick to get some fluff out the the, uh, the headphone socket and all of a sudden I could put headphones in again after a year of being unable to it was a huge pivotal moment cannot stress how excited it made me James Gilmore a massive skeptic thinks it's incredibly boring and not that exciting at all um thankfully Hannah is on my side she said James is being such a hater these life hacks are literally the things that keep the world spinning. So I don't know why he doesn't think they're this important. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you for your support. I appreciate that. And you are correct. Have have some listener points. Um, she says, I remember when I found out you could put a wet iPhone in rice to make it work again. I accidentally dropped my phone in the toilet once. An absolute nightmare. And that trick saved my life and my iPhone. I've never, ever heard of that actually working, you know. If this is this is true, I'm not suggesting you're a liar. I have no reason to doubt your truthfulness. Then that is the first time I've ever heard of someone actually getting their phone to work again by putting it in rice, as opposed to killing their phone, putting it in rice for two days, and by the end of it, having a phone that's both dead and covered in rice. If that actually worked for you, I'm, I'm very impressed. You see, that's another one of these things that is totally revolutionary. You think you're gonna have to spend loads of money getting a replacement because of some some minor thing. Although in your case, um, dunking your phone in a toilet is quite a major thing. Um, and you don't have to because it's all fixed thanks to something incredibly mundane and simple and you wouldn't have expected it. So thank you, Hannah, for your moral support. And I'm very impressed that you actually got the rice phone thing to work. You might be the first person ever in the world, apart from the person that thought of it. So well done. Gideon has been on. Says this is a really random one, but my older brother has all of these old games consoles. We've got Nintendo 64 and all the games are on cartridges. If the game doesn't work, then you need to blow on the cartridge and it'll work again. It's like rubbing a CD or a disc to make it work. These are so old school, but good life hacks in case you need them. Oh, that's quite cool. Retro Nintendo. I think I've heard the one about blowing the cartridges before, actually. Somewhere. I can't remember where. But yeah. What does it do? Does it get the dust off, maybe? Is there dust on, like, the metal... Con- I don't know. Something. But yeah, that's quite clever. Also, I like I like rubbing, rubbing discs. When was the last time anybody ever had to rub a, a CD? Probably not for a while. What, what, why was it? Was it to get dust and scratches off? Because there was... A big bit of dust or like a scratch then when you play it it would just jump forward in the song rubbish why were they why did they ever exist clearly not very good but yeah you see these are these are quality lily says toothpaste can do a lot more than just cleaning your teeth i've never done this but apparently if you put toothpaste on acne it helps get rid of the spots and also if you put it on scratches on vinyl then it gets rid of the scratches as well. I have vinyl, although I've never used them before. If I ever did, it's a good one to know. You see, this is life-changing. Imagine how happy you'd be if you're like, oh no, got got a spot on my face. You wake up one morning, you look in the mirror, ugh, puberty sucks. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the shops and buy some really expensive spot cream that won't actually do anything and it'll go in its own good time anyway. When you could just get some Aquafresh, smear it across your forehead, and it'll dry up within the afternoon. It's great. That is life-changing. I think this is important information that needs to be put out there. Apparently terrible for your skin. So I've heard. It's, it's very unpleasant, but it does what it's supposed to do. I didn't know the thing about vinyl. I don't know necessarily whether that is a good idea. Isn't vinyl quite delicate? If you're talking about like records, 
they would be quite delicate. So I don't know whether putting toothpaste on them is the best idea. But if it can get rid of scratches, then I mean, go for it. Maybe Lily, if you ever try it, get back to us. Just send us an email and tell us whether it worked like magic or you totally ruined your record collection and now have to throw them all away. Let us know. Also got a message from Matty. This is a bit gross, but oh, always keeping it highbrow. If you do a really smelly poo and then put the shower on, it helps to get rid of the smell. True fact. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Matty. I really appreciate that. Although, I'm, I'm currently thinking about whether I should actually say this or not. It's a bit gross, but you know what? We're already talking about poo, so let's let's get on with it. I disagree. I always find that if you if you <laughs> if you fart right, I think it smells worse if you're in a damp room. I don't know what it is, but if you've just been in the shower, or if you're currently in the shower in the bath, whatever, if it's there's like moisture in the air, that makes it worse. Alec, so I'm of course not sure. it does. That's a fact. Like, think about it. It's yeah. your fecal matter. The particles will attach to the thick, like condensation particles, and make the smell spread. So why is Matty saying that if you put the shower on, it'll make the smell go away? No, because that I think that is the steam from the shower. Because that Matty thing does definitely work. Because I've done that before multiple times, <laughs> and I think it's like the I don't know. I, it does work though, but it makes sense like if afterwards, if you just got all these condensation particles floating about, then it was a, would attach to them. But putting or if you do a smelly poo, then put the shower on. It does help. It does. It works. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's one to more, try. It's actually more effective, I think, than just opening a window. I do both, but but it is more effective. I'll tell you tonight. I'll let you know. Please, please don't. I'll block your number. Anyway, taking it back to back to the highbrow levels, I've got another message to read from Jamie. He says, I've done the toothpick thing before. Thank you. And wasn't it a life change, Jamie? He says, when I used to have an iPod, it was really old. The headphones didn't go in properly and I used a toothpick to get the dirt out. And then it worked like it was new. It was a lifesaver. because I was going to need to throw away my iPod otherwise. It's it's funny you send me that message, Jamie. Because I do have, I do have something to discuss on a very similar theme after four today. So if you like stories about iPods not working, maybe keep keep listening. Well, thanks for those. I consider myself personally to be vindicated from from the slander that I received. Um, you can make your own minds up, I suppose. Coming up next, the Instagram account of a former Doctor Who needs more recognition. I'll tell you why after Ellie Golding. This is sixteen. Wizard Radio, Ellie Golding and 16. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. Now, have a think back. Doctor Who's, modern Doctor Who, there have been now, um, wait, five. Five modern, maybe six, depending if you count that one. Five or six modern Doctor Who's since it restarted in 2005. The first one, the one I personally think is incredibly underrated, is Christopher Eccleston. He was Doctor Who for a year, one series he did, and then he disappeared. Um, well, didn't disappear. He just left the show after one series, and everyone was like, ooh, I wonder why he's leaving. Turns out, it's actually, he, he hated doing it at a terrible time, which is sad, because I think that is one of the finest series. It, just, it was perfection. The first series was the best. It was, all, it was all downhill from there, essentially, is what I'm saying. But this guy, he's never really talked much about Doctor Who since he left. You always get the impression that he thinks it's kind of below him. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. But he still has quite a large following because of it. And it creates an interesting kind of weird dynamic, which is currently playing out on his Instagram account. This started a couple of weeks ago now because he he made a very rare post in which he acknowledged the fact that he was the Doctor in Doctor Who. He just posted a picture of him as Doctor Who and captioned it, Doctor Who. And um, he had he had loads of loads of people commenting, being like, "Oh, I loved you as Doctor Who." One person said, um, "I have a mug with your profile picture on it." Actually, oh no, I make a mistake. Someone commented just saying, "Oh, you best Doctor Who." Someone commented to them saying, "This account, account called the Doctor Who Universe." This person called Mary has a mug with the profile picture of the Doctor Who Universe on it. 
just a fairly mundane, not that interesting interaction. And ordinarily, this guy, Christopher Eccleston, former Doctor Who, he'll just ignore everyone who comments. He won't reply at all. He seems to have started picking out random insignificant comments and replying to them and them alone and then totally disappearing, leaving as soon as he arrived. So he replied to this this Mary person who has a mug with a profile picture. The profile picture, if you're interested, by the way, it's just the TARDIS, the, the blue police box from Doctor Who orbiting in space. Christopher Eccleston replies to them, I have a face with my mug on it. Just totally out of the blue. 120 likes that got, just for him saying he's got a face with his own mug on it. Another picture he posted. This is this is a very controversial one, so be warned. Controversy incoming. It was a picture of the Queen. The Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II. He called her the parasite-in-chief in her idiot hat. Not views I am uh, condoning, but those are his views. And loads of people commented on that one as well. One person saying, careful, Chris. He replied to that one. Imagine him doing it in his northern accent, by the way. Kiss my ass. And then that was it. Goes in, comments, drops the mic, disappears. Doesn't reply to anyone else at all. Just disappears. Another person commented, um, Christopher Eccleston. No, Christopher Ecclestone hating on the monarchy is the content I don't know I needed, but I'm here for. And he replied to that one as well. Didn't didn't really address any of the substance of the message. He just said, my name is Eccleston. Just left it at that. And the other person goes, oh, bother. Sorry, mate. And um, that was it. Disappears. Posted one of him on holiday in Cornwall. Said, um, someone said, oh, thanks for being a nice customer. So obviously he must have gone into their shop. He was like, no, nope, not me. We never went to Newlyn. But then they were like, oh, we have a kiosk somewhere else as well. And he was like, ah, oh, yes, great guys. Great coffee and hot chocolate. Four thumbs up. Just totally changes his tune. I love how blunt he is. Now, this this is when um it gets it gets a bit more uh, saucy. Someone, he put a picture of him with a, a table tennis bat. Someone said, spank my ass with it, please, Dr. Ecclestone. This has become a meme now because of what he said. My name is Eccleston. People just always send him messages calling him Ecclestone. He says, if anybody spells the name wrong, they don't get spanked. Again, another mic drop line. Um, and people just keep keep commenting, getting his name wrong on purpose, which doesn't sound like it should be funny, but it's just become a meme. It's taken on a life of its own. Um, someone post, he posted a picture of what he was listening to. Someone said, good choice of music, Mr. Ecclestone. And he was like, yawn. Other people, um, I can't even remember what he posted here. Someone just said, is that what you're spankers with now, Mr. Ecclestone? And I find this way funnier than it probably actually is. Just hundreds, if not thousands of people annoying a former Doctor Who actor who really wants nothing to do with the show anymore by getting his name slightly wrong by putting an E in at the end. It's childish, but I think it's brilliant. So go give him a follow if you want. He's just called... Uh, Christopher Eccleston, not Ecclestone, and annoy him in the comments if you fancy, because it's great. New Stormzy plays right now. This is Vossibop. Wizard Radio, Stormzy, Vossibop. How's it going, Amalek? Cheers for having us on the off this afternoon. It is time right now to do Connect Four. Do you want to play a game? This is a game. This is the game for you right now. You're going to get four words that are chosen at random from a dictionary. And with those four words, you need to connect them in the longest, most rambling, weird, stupid, unbelievable, fictional way you can. Just make a story, drop those words in, sprinkle them in, pepper them throughout. And if you get all the words in, then you will be in with a good shout of me crowning you the winner of the game. For which, um, what should you win this week? I've started giving away nice dinners. Not that I'm providing that you can ask someone else to give you and that they can say yes or no. Um, should I should I up the stakes this week? No pun intended. A steak. There we go. The winner can ask their parents to cook them a steak. They probably won't, but you can still ask. That is your prize this week on Connect4. Um, and all you have to do is connect the words in a way I find entertaining. That's basically it. Shall we, should we get some words then? Hello again, James. Hello again, Alec. I've got what a bit of a surprise for you. I've got a bit of a surprise. Oh my god. It what is, is the, the return of the Oxford Mini School Dictionary. The 
2002 edition. This is not Woo! the one we've been using most recently. The one before that. I just preferred it. The words were shorter. Well, welcome back to the older dictionary. Yes, I mean... I'm not going to lie. I missed it. It's silky smooth page edges. Never nearly got a paper cut with that one. I'll tell you that. Oh, Whereas the other one, it was never as, as nice to flick through. I'm not going to lie. It's still on the shelf, so I can't be too mean about it. But I'm very excited <laughs> to have 2002 edition back in my hands. I'm, I'm so glad. Well, on the 2002 edition, which we are welcoming back to Connect for, can you get flicking so we can have the first word, please? Yes, I'm flicking. Whatever the word is at the top of the page, when I attempt to stop, that is the word that will be chosen for this week's Connect Four. Stop. Okay, I have stopped, and the word is debris. Debris. That is a complex one to start with. Mm. D e b r i s. Debris. Um, scattered, broken pieces of something or rubbish left behind. We know that feeling, don't we? What, the old dictionary? No, of being rubbish left behind. Speak for yourself. Okay. Next word, please. Okay, flicking. He is flicking his 2002 school dictionary. When should I tell him to stop? Hmm. Going to leave it. I'm going to leave it longer than I normally do. I'm going to leave it an uncomfortably long time. I'm going to leave it a long time until I get bored. Okay, stop, stop. It's too much. Stop. Okay. The word is... Oh, I've lost it. Oh, great. Oh. Okay. No, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. The word is infect. Infect? Fantastic. Like, you might infect someone with a cold. Yes. Or maybe the debris infected... Whatever. Okay. Doesn't really work. Um, Just flick again. Work. Flick again. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes. Okay, I'm flicking in reverse. Reverse, reverse. Um, <laughs> stop. Okay, the word is sweat. Really nice words this week. Yeah. Debris, infect, and sweat. They're all quite negative, I'd say. All of these words have very negative connotations. Well, I just think this is a dictionary saying, why did you put me back on the shelf for so many weeks? Oh, it's playing up, is it? Acting yeah. out. Ah, fine. well, let's, it's get, fine. let's get one more. Okay. Um, I'm flicking. Run. Will it be another negative word to go alongside debris, infect, and sweat? We'll see in about two seconds' time. Stop. Okay, the word is fidget. Fidget, again. Fidget, fidgeting usually annoys people. Oh, stop fidgeting. So, yeah, a whole run of negative words this week on Connect Four. Listen up, listen careful. Debris, infect, sweat, and fidgeting. Those are the four words. Connect them however you can. The most long-winded, rambling, silly way. Put them in a story and send it to me. 07807-183-538 is my text number. Or you can tweet me at wizardradio. Facebook.com slash wizardradio. Or station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email for Connect4 this week. Debris, infect, sweat and fidgeting good luck i'll read out your messages at 10 to 5 coming up some dr cook show a little throwback and that really good jack jones martin solvik song as well first though it's two minutes past four let's have some news alec feldman on wizard radio recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet wizard radio that was dr cook show and can't stop playing before that jack jones martin solvik madison b with all day and night alec feldman here coming up music wise before five o'clock got coffee I've got Daddy Yankee, I've got Maisie Peters, and Lau next. You know Harry Styles from, from One Direction and from having his own solo career and being very, very famous and the heartthrob of millions of people worldwide? You know him? Well, um, I don't mean to brag, but me and him are actually quite good mates. And I was talking to him, to Harry, the other day, and he was like, Alec, what am I going to do? I can't sell my Hollywood Hills mansion. I just can't, no matter how hard I try. I've been trying to sell it for nearly two years and nobody wants to buy it. I've had to cut the price so many times. And I was like, don't worry, Harry, I got this. I'll sort this out for you. So what I said to him was that I'd, I'd try and sell his house on my show. I'll act as a bit of an estate agent 
So if anyone is listening who would like to buy Harry Styles' Hollywood mansion, just get in touch. All the usual numbers. Because I'm just I'm just doing him a favour for a for a mate, you know. We've all been there. So um first of all, gotta start with the big one, the asking price. It is it is five point eight million pounds or six point seven million dollars. But that's a huge discount you're getting on that. Because when it went on the market, it was for six point five million pounds or eight and a half million dollars. So that is like two two million pounds, two million dollars that have been knocked off that price. That is a discount. This is some really good value for money, especially when you think about what you're getting here. Um, lots of lots of square footage, obviously, as you'd expect for a house of that caliber and price. It's um it's white on the outside, a very nice paint job. Looks really, really stunning across three floors. It's got its own swimming pool, heated, outdoors. You can use it all year round because it's nice and heated. Um, and if you um if you come through here into the living room, we've got a lovely panoramic window. Lots of sofas. Um, just just ignore all the pictures of Harry Styles that are there in the living room. Just don't don't worry about them. They don't come in the house. They'll they'll all go. Um, a lovely a lovely fake fireplace. Don't worry, you can't burn yourself on it because it's it's just a TV that's pretending to be a fire. Um, oh yeah, uh, the, a very big book there on on the coffee table as well in the living room that you can see. Harry loves to read, you see, especially big books that are the size of the whole table. Yeah, a very avid reader is our Harry. If you uh, come through now, this is just a sort of a little dining area that's sort of attached to the living room. You know, all four seats there and another nice big window for all Harry's dinner parties that he had he had here. You could fit all of One Direction around this table. Even even Zayn Malik, there's room for him if you really wanted. Um, a lovely bedroom. Again, just don't don't be distracted by the mirror that's on the ceiling. We can get rid of that because instead I want you to look at the stunning views out of the window. Just imagine waking up, looking at that. Um, oh, just, just ignore the uh, the stains on the sheets as well. Just don't, don't look at them. Uh, that, that'll all go. Um, again, we have a lovely bathroom with a, a jacuzzi bath. As you'll see, yeah, I'm sure, sure Harry had lots of fun there. It's got its own cinema room with some comfy sofas and a big screen so he can watch Dunkirk on repeat. Oh, look, that's, that is currently showing now, actually. <laughs> what a coincidence. Funny that. And all this could be yours for just £5.81 million. So I really would recommend this, this stunning house in a really superb location. Perfect for, for young singles or couples or even families. I'm sure you'd have a really great time here in Harry Styles' Hollywood Mansion. So if you would like to submit an offer, like I said, just get in touch with me on all the normal numbers. And I can put in an offer because he's he's quite desperate. He's been trying to sell it for two years. He's had to knock two million pounds off it. The value could not be better. You're getting you're getting an eight million pound house for six million pounds. So it really is a steal. I would highly recommend buying this house today. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, glad we've got that out of the way. Just to, like I said, doing it as a favour to my very good friend Harry Styles. If you want to buy it, get in touch. This is Lauv. That was Lauv. Song is called Drugs in the Internet. I'm Alec Feldman. How's it going? Listen to Wizard Radio. Maisie Peters coming up. So, um, the TV, right? In this country, lots of quite strict rules around what you can and can't do on TV. And one thing you're not really supposed to do on the telly is give like advertising to things, brands, companies, inside shows. Like it's finally advert breaks. But unless you're really, really clear that you've been paid to advertise something during a show, then you're not really supposed to do it. For example, imagine you're watching X Factor and Simon Cowell is sat there drinking a Starbucks and you can see really clearly the Starbucks logo. That's probably been paid to put there, to be put there. And it's allowed, but it's kind of, it's frowned upon. And there's, there's an organization who are in charge of upholding all the rules or more often than not, just changing them to suit people, called Ofcom. And they're in charge of all the laws around the telly and the radio and sort of the internet as well. And they're quite powerful. And every month they publish like a little document about all the complaints they've had, which is quite interesting. A lot of the time you get very 
boring slash stupid people with nothing better to do complaining about trivial things that have been on the TV and they'll be like, yeah, this is actually fine. Stop making a fuss about nothing. But very occasionally, they will actually see a complaint and be like, actually, yeah, they're right. This is, this is wrong. Somebody's broken the rules. They need to be punished. I have here a story of an incredible set of rule breaking from a TV channel that I think broadcasts in the Hindi language. So aimed primarily towards people who speak Hindi. And they, they were running a show in the Hindi language and someone complained about it to Ofcom. Ofcom had to get a translator to translate this program into English so they could decide whether or not they'd broken the rules. And as it turned out, they they had broken the rules. And what happened was, this show had been mentioning a company, a furniture shop called Leather Sofa World, but a really suspicious number of times. So it sounded like it was paid advertising but obviously hadn't been described as such. And it's just brilliant when you read what Ofcom wrote about it. They say, in in this episode, one guest was the director of Leather Sofa World, shocking horror, who was the who the presenter described as our sofa expert. May I remind you, he is the director of a sofa shop. And they had, they had a phoning competition. Guess what the prize was for this phoning competition? It was a sofa from this sofa shop. Who would have who would have guessed? Um, and the the guest, the director of this sofa shop, had to pick the winner for the competition. He picked his name out of the bowl, and then the presenter of the show said the following, and they put the transcript in. Congratulations, you've won a free sofa from leathersofaworld.com. And another big more big news for before we begin the show is that we're giving out three sofas to the next three callers. So phone us and you can win a beautiful, comfortable sofa from leathersofaworld.com. That's that's really subtle. And then obviously your, your competition winners, they all phone in, they win their sofas from Leather Sofa World. And um, then they just did a, what I imagine to be a really awkward stilted interview between the presenter and the manager of this sofa shop saying things like, Mm, so, how? tell us about your sofas. Are they good quality? Yes, our sofas are really good quality. It's funny you ask. <laughs> and the guy was literally just taking the opportunity to shamelessly advertise his sofas. Yep, we have our own showroom in Birmingham. We sell loads of sofas online. We've got loads of platforms that we sell on and we sell to other internet sellers. This is just in the middle of a, a normal TV show. I don't even know what the TV show was supposed to be about. But <laughs> they just ended up talking at great length about sofas. And I wish I could have seen this because it sounds very funny. You can get all your sofa needs at Leather Sofa World. <clears throat> anyway, sounds great. I like that there is an organization in this country whose job it is to watch stuff like that and then report on it. It's all for the greater good, all for the greater good. Very funny. And remember, you can get your greater good at ofcom.com. Anyway, Maisie Peters now. This is Favourite X. It's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. How's it going? That was Maisie Peters and Favourite X. Daddy Yankee is coming up and some BTS as well. And some sad news um, that I want to share with you now this week. We sort of vaguely touched on this earlier, actually. My, My beloved iPod my iPod Touch, my companion of nearly six years, basically has, has given up the ghost. I'm very sad about this because I, I loved it. Before I ever had a smartphone, when I had a rubbishy Nokia brick, my iPod Touch was the thing that connected me to, to modern technology, to the outside world, to apps, to games, to music, to podcasts. It was brilliant. And and it's finally it's finally given up. It's just the battery. You know, batteries just get smaller as time goes on, and now you'll charge it and it'll run out of battery like half an hour later. It's not worth using. Um, I wasn't best pleased with it when it totally screwed me over when I had to be up for work and I set an alarm on it and it ran out of battery overnight and the alarm didn't go off. And that was the point that I realised that our time was was running out and soon we would have to part ways. And now, 
This has sort of been spurred on by the fact that I have fixed my phone headphone socket. I think now is the time to say goodbye to the iPod Touch. And and this is this is very sad. Like I said, it's been with me for a long time. And I was I was really fond of it. And it is sad to see it go, but it's sort of unnecessary to have an iPod Touch and a phone. It's, it's 2019. But I think for, for me and a lot of people of my age, they will hold a very special place in your heart because of how they gave you what an iPhone could give you, but for a fraction of the price and make it make it so much more accessible. And so what I, what I would like to do this afternoon is give it give it a send off it deserves. I've I've just realized that it's still in my drawer. So so bear with me just a sec. I need to get it out, all right? I won't be in a minute. Aha, see, I found it. I've got it back. Um, here it is. It was it was in blue. It was an iPod fifth generation in in a lovely blue colour, white on the front. Um I don't know how many gigabytes it was. I thought it said on the back, but it, it didn't. And I'm I'm holding it now. Obviously, it, it's not turned on because the battery's dead. And I want to give it give it a good send-off. So thank you all for coming. Thank you. It, it really means a lot that you have come to the funeral for my iPod Touch. Uh, it means more than words can describe. Um, so I'll keep it together. I'll keep it together. So um, my iPod, we were together for six years through through ups and downs through buying now that's what i call music albums to downloading songs from the itunes store we went through thick and thin long car journeys were made so much more interesting by you and even just a short jog you were my companion in that providing the tunes and the encouragement that i needed i'll never forget our time together but but time moves on you've been superseded smartphones are more capable than they ever were before they have more storage and batteries that last longer than an hour so it is with regret that i do need to say goodbye to you now ipod touch but but thank you thank you (laughs) thank you for the good times thank you so much i'll never forget you (sighs) well it was sad but um listen if you if you would like to to pay tribute personally to 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 my iPod Touch or in fact to your own iPod, if you've ever owned an iPod from before music and phones were integrated, please can you can you just send it to me? Send me a message 07807183538 because I, I want to share memories with you all. I think that's very important that we do that and just talk and and laugh about the old times so 07807 or station at wizardradio.co.uk can you just send me some some moving and emotional tributes and memories of all of all the good times when we had when we had an ipod uh, i'm gonna miss it i really am anyway i'm gonna play daddy yankee next before that, I've done lots of research and found some facts that are all very interesting and totally correct because I wouldn't I wouldn't lie to you. Why would I do that? I'd never make up facts about anyone. So here is my totally accurate 60 second guide, Daddy Yankee. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Daddy Yankee, or simply Daddy as he prefers to be known, is a celebrity chef best known for hosting the Puerto Rican version of Ready Steady Cook. Daddy's famous catchphrase, show me your meat, led to a large merchandise range incorporating t-shirts, scarves, condoms, and commemorative coasters. Daddy has brought out a range of cookery books off the back of his TV success, so that he's the second best-selling author in all of Puerto Rico, after Gemma Collins. His career hasn't been without controversy, however. In 1994, it was revealed that he'd been illegally breeding dogs to kill and use as meat for unsuspecting guests. This was only discovered after a dinner guest complained of finding the remnants of a collar in their food. Daddy was fined $1,000, banned from keeping pets for 10 years, and asked to attend an animal welfare class. He lives in a seven-bedroom home with his wife of 15 years, his mistress of three years, and his four illegitimate children. And that's Daddy Yankee in 60 seconds. Here's his latest recipe, chili con karma. 
Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, 3 till 5. BTS and Halsey. Boy with love. Before that, Daddy Yankee and Kate Perry. Con Karma. Sally Feldman here. How you doing? It's fr- uh, Saturday afternoon. Hope, hope it's going well for you. Coffee Alec. and Beach are coming up before Sorry. 5. Yeah. Sorry, Alec. You're calling that song Con Karma as if it's like chili con carne. Yeah. It's How's it supposed to be pronounced? Calma. It's an Cal- L, not an R. Con calma. Con calma. Okay. Not I not chili know. con carne. Chili con carne. Okay. I, the, the source of confusion was that in English, C-A-L-M spells calm. Okay, but this same. isn't an English song. Con calma. Ah, okay. uh, I see. My my apologies to, to Daddy Yankee and Katy Perry and yes. Snow. Yes. Don't forget Snow. Never forget Snow. Never forget Snow. Uh, my okay. bad. Back to you. Thank you. I I'm actually the reason I made that mistake is actually because I'm I'm very emotional because I've just said goodbye to my iPod Touch. I'm formally removing it from service after nearly six long years. Um, our time together is sadly up. I've invited some some tributes from all of you. You have obliged. This really means a lot to me. So, thank you. <clears throat> Dominic says, um, I'd like to pay tribute to my trusty iPod Nano. Oh, they were good. It went everywhere with me because it was so easy to transport. I could very easily slip it into my pocket. And if I ever wanted to listen to music, plug in my headphones, and I would have a music experience ready to play in my ears. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what, what an iPod is, but thanks. Whilst there was no touchscreen or anything fun about it, I had many memorable experiences with my trusty iPod Nano. They were good. They came in loads of funky colours as well, and the, you got the best of both worlds. Funky colours and the classic, like, scroll wheel from old-school iPods which I've never, I never got to experience. But that's, that's not fun. Did they not have games? Am I making this up? Or could you get a few games on the iPod Nano? I don't, I, it rings a bell, but I could be talking absolute rubbish here. I don't know. But thank you for your tribute, Dominic. I, I know how hard that must have been for you. Um, but we're all, we're all getting through this together, so, so thank you. Jasmine says, R.I.P. They really were the best. Mine used to have so many useless apps on it. Just had pages and pages of apps that I might need one day. But as with everyone else, that day never came. In fact, I think I had so many apps on mine, I couldn't store that much music on it. I also had Home Alone on it. I remember that. When I got my iPhone, I used to carry my touch and my iPhone together with me, just in case. Wow all the Apple devices. That's that's quite keen. Now, would I be correct in saying, Jasmine, that the reason you had Home Alone on your iPod was because back when Apple weren't really tight, they used to give you free stuff at Christmas on 12 Days of Christmas, and that was one of the 12 Days of Christmas gifts one year. Because I, I also have Home Alone. Not my iPod, but I have, like, the download because of that. I bet it's the same thing. Um... But yeah, I totally relate to the thing about having loads of totally useless apps. Um, I had one that, that just told you how much battery you had left. I had an app that played silly sound effects like a horn honking or a toilet flushing, just in case you should ever need it in your day-to-day life. Spoiler alert, I didn't. Yeah, I could totally relate to that, having the useless apps. That's fun. Um, but thank you for your, your meaningful meaningful words jasmine oscar says i never had an ipod touch alec although it does sound like you were very attached to yours i was i was uh, oscar had his older brother's ipod shuffle and he says all i'll say is what a load of rubbish whose idea was it to make an ipod where you couldn't even see what song was playing such a bad idea now i come on don't slander the ipod shuffle yes maybe a music player with no buttons that you couldn't see what song was playing was a stupid idea but it gave it gave little little kids who couldn't afford the expensive stuff a little slice of apple 
And you know what? That was probably like a gateway. So maybe, yes, when you're 10, you have your £30 iPod Touch. But that... Uh, iPod Shuffle, sorry. But that gets you going. That gets you onto the Apple product ladder. That makes you a loyal Apple customer for life. Once you go to your iPod Shuffle, you never go back. You'll be giving Apple your money until the day you die. That's a nice thought. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to drag the tone of the funeral down like that. Ugh, I, I always do this. You know, ruin family events like funerals by going on rants about Apple. Oh, yeah, people are used to it. But thank you for those those warm, warm words, everyone. Thank you for coming. Um, there will now be a, a celebratory tea after the funeral. If you all come back to my house, there'll be cake and biscuits and tea, obviously. And we can all talk about iPods some more. So thank you all for coming. Connect 4 is coming up next after Coffee and Rapture. It's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Coffee and Rapture. Alec Feldman here. Hi, I'm on for another... 10 minutes and 30 seconds then Mars Bukowski's here hip hop R&B all that good stuff for your Saturday night before then still me connect four time and um, some interesting ones this week I gave you the words debris infect sweat and fidgeting to, to be getting on with and to put into some long rambling story and what you've come back with you've basically written books I mean, these are, I think, the longest we've ever had on Connect Four, which suggests that it was a difficult set of words this week. So for all the fuss made about reverting to the 2002 dictionary, maybe it was bitter. Bitter that it was dropped for the the more recent edition. So when we went crawling back to it, it gave us bad words. This is a possibility. Because these are the longest Connect Fours ever. I mean, they're really long, so we better get on with them because otherwise we'll still be here at like six o'clock tonight. So the first one is from Sophia. We're looking to move house at the moment. So my parents have been going around to house viewings. One sentence in so far, none of the words. We found this house, which they really liked. So they took my brother and I to see it too. Two sentences, nothing yet. As soon as we walked into the house, I knew something wasn't quite right. There was lots of dust and debris everywhere, and it was really uncomfortably warm. Finally, four sentences and we've got one of the words. Debris. She continues, I could feel sweat. Nice. Okay, two in quite rapid succession. I could feel sweat rolling down the side of my face. The estate agent was showing us around the house, but he kept fidgeting with his fingers. Very good. As if he was really nervous or something. He also looked really ill, and when he went to shake our hands... I did a really weak shake because I didn't want him to infect me. Anyway, when we left, my parents looked at each other really weirdly and then just said, that was the wrong house, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, how we laughed. Um, Nice, very nice, actually. It took a while to build up, but once we got into into the thick of it, that was a very good entry. But like I said, very long. So I hope hope everyone's still, still with us. That one was from Sophia. Um... What else do I have to say about that? There was something I thought of. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was it. Um, was this shifty, uncomfortable-looking, incompetent estate agent me from earlier when I was showing you around Harry Styles' house? It, it could well be. Okay, that is entry number one. Moving on now to Aaliyah, who similarly has sent us what is essentially a book. Um, if this is good, you should send these to publishers. They might pick it up. And remember, you're listening for the words debris, infect, sweat, and fidgeting. That is what we had to get in this week. Aaliyah. A couple of years ago, I had to go into my school during the summer when it was basically empty to pick up some things I'd left in my locker on the last day of school. It was so weird going into school when it was the summer. It hadn't been cleaned since the last day, so there was debris all over the school and it was quite messy. Good start. There were also areas cordoned off for building work. But it looked like that scene in Monsters, Inc. when Boo infected the monsters. There's infect. I was really nervous walking around it in case I saw any teacher or anything. I could feel the sweat on my forehead and I was fidgeting. Anyway, I successfully picked up my items and left the school safely. It was a weird experience, though. Um, one thing I would say about that is that teachers do have lives. They don't live at school during the summer. I know this would will shock you. It sh- shocked me once, too but they're probably not going to be there just hanging out over the summer 
like running around the corridors on those spinny desk chairs with wheels because they'll be on holiday like everyone else but a good connect four entry we got them all in there we had debris because the school was unclean infect became infected but given the difficulties people seem to have had this week i'm gonna i'm gonna overlook that one and we had sweat we had fidgeting all good nice one Leah. and given these are so long i'm only going to do one more and then i'll pick which one's my favorite kian says do you remember when everyone had swine flu what a great way to start a message yes i remember very well kian says let me tell you alec i was not infected hooray well done my sister got it though she was sweating sweating everywhere and was just a complete mess but i stayed far away from her didn't help her in the slightest to make sure i didn't get the flu i remember there were loads of people at my school who got it and for a week school was so empty it was like a ghost town debris and leftovers everywhere oh very clever i like what you've done there we also worked out who the first person to get a swine flu in my school was basically the person who infected everyone else and then they came back to school. We outed them in a way they were so nervous. They were fidgeting with their fingers, didn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> That's quite cruel. If this actually happened, it probably didn't. But I like the idea of someone being outed as the infector. Just them. They started it. They gave us all swine flu. Okay. So things to note. Sweat became sweating, but that's okay. Infect became infected. Again, okay, because it was a tough one this week. And I really like... I don't know what people's thought processes are when they do this game it must be quite quite impressive that you hear debris infect sweat fidgeting like oh, what can i do with this i know i can tie all these together with swine flu i think that requires a certain type of intellect same goes to you know how you link those to going to school when it's the summer or house viewings with estate agents who are a bit sleazy i, I love it i think you're brilliant so thanks for all them which is my favorite however we've got sophia who had her shifty estate agent We've got Aliyah, who went to school in the summer holidays, and Kian, who didn't get swine flu. Who should get it this week? Um, they're all very good. A high caliber. Sophia did get them all in unedited. So that should count for something. I did like the swine flu one. I like going to school at summer. But I think just by my own rules that I've sort of set for myself, I think it has to go to Sophia. So congratulations. You are the winner this week. As for what I will give you for winning, um, the answer is nothing. However, you could ask your parents for a yummy steak dinner, because I, I quite literally raised the steaks this week. So if you want to ask them, then go for it. They'll probably say, <laughs> get out, what do you think this is, a fancy Midland-style restaurant? No, but it's worth asking. So enjoy your steak dinner, Sophia. Thank you all for playing along. And sorry if I didn't have time to read out your one. All right, radio then, me on it for the next seven days. You can hear me Friday at 3 o'clock with a weekly mixtape. I've just done a whole fresh batch of them. They are sounding good. Saturday, 3 till 5, I'm back here again. And if you've missed anything this week, you can get the podcast from wizardradio.co.uk or your favourite podcast places. So go check that out. Mars McCall is coming up next. Last one from me this week is Avicii and Aloe Black. It's SOS. I'll speak to you soon. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.